Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, August 24th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, uh, over the weekend, James, Peter, and Michael had another thrilling conversation on This Week on Broadway. Their topic mm. for this week was our favorite lines. Ooh, so they talked about okay. their favorite lines from plays uh, and musicals. And um, there's a couple of good ones here. I'll read some of the top, uh, the top ones here. Um, I thought you did it for me, Mama. <laughs> uh, one hears a lot about librarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no decent woman has two hundred dollars. Mm. Uh, it's a false lie. Um, you know, there's a there's a bunch of stuff those in here. Those are good. Those are good. Yeah. Those, do you have a favorite? I don't know. I think I would have to think about that for a while. Most of my favorite lines come from lyrics more than anything. Yeah. And that's a little that's a little different, right? Uh, what's your favorite lyric? Oh, like all of Move On <laughs> from Santana Park with George. So the choice may have been mistaken. The choosing was not. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I always go with um, something that I actually think Stephen Sondheim said um, might be the best lyric ever written. And it was, mm-hmm. for he made his home in that fish's abdomen, ah. which is from Ain't Necessarily So yeah. from Courtney and Beth. So I think, I think. It's a good rhyme. Steve, good rhyme. Yeah, I think, I think Steve said that in one of either Finishing the Hat or Look I Made a Hat or whatever. Um, I think mm-hmm. he said that was the best lyric ever written. Love it. It's a good uh, lyric. So it's a good lyric. You, 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 you gotta be jealous of it. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know he's got a whole list of songs that he wish he wrote, so I bet that's on there, but I mean, yeah. wrong, wrong white guy to write that song. <laughs> we'll let another yeah. one do it, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Predates him a little bit. But. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ashley, of course, you can hear all of this week on Broadway and every Broadway Radio episode first in our Patreon feed before it hits our public feed. If you head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. and We I got mean, it. We got news. We got some news on Friday, and it's probably the biggest thing of news that we've gotten in a long time yeah. that actually had almost no news involved with the announcement. There was pretty much nothing. Yeah. Yes. Because on Friday, the American Theater Wing and the Broadway League announced that this fall, which is an entire three-month season, they will be presenting the 2020 Tony Awards digitally. That's it. That's all the the news news. that they gave us. That's That's all of it. Uh, They did say that eligibility determinations would be announced, quote, in the coming days, but nothing beyond that. I have heard that the Tony Nominating Committee is actually meeting towards the end of this week. However... In the New York Times, in a New York Times article, Michael Paulson reported that the plan is to make the eligibility cutoff February 19th, which was confirmed in an email from Charlotte St. Martin to the members of the Broadway League, meaning that the only two shows that actually opened but will not be eligible for these Tony Awards will be the revival of West Side Story and a potential best musical winner, winner, Girl from the North Country. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, there's a lot to get into with this little snippet of news. So I want to break it down. Hit it. First, this is something that we had been hearing about all week. We didn't tease <laughs> we it because did. <laughs> I, on punishment of death, we couldn't tease this. But in traditional <laughs> league fashion, the news kept getting delayed. I first heard it was originally supposed to happen on Tuesday and kept getting pushed back. Very shocking. No one yeah. was more shocked. No, but they kept pushing it back because they couldn't agree on literally anything. 
But <laughs> once when, again, shocking. No one's shocked. <laughs> but when NBC announced that they were planning a salute to Broadway in October, the month that I've been told the Tonys are apparently going to be at the end of October, uh... the League and the Wing panicked a bit and released this news with very little info involved. Now, let's talk about the shows that will reportedly not be eligible. This also lines up what I with what I had heard on Monday of last week. West Side Story opened on February 20th, so that's why they made the cutoff February 29th. But apparently Scott Rudin and company had not really invited any Tony voters as of yet. Nominators attend during press previews to ensure right. that they see the show in case it closes on opening night. Sure. But the fact that they're talking about the fact that Tony voters hadn't been invited is interesting to me, and we'll get back to that. Girl from the North Country opened on March 5th, which is less than a week before things shut down. But they had been inviting Tony voters already, but certainly in six days, not a ton were there. Right. In yeah. that email that St. Martin sent to league members, she said that they would those two shows would be a part of the 2020-2021 season. Hmm. Put a pen in that because we're going to talk about what that means here. In a little <laughs> There's a lot bit. of pins all over. There's a lot of pins. There's, There's a lot of pins. pins. I have my red yarn everywhere on my board. <laughs> okay. So Ashley, first off, logistics okay. aside. What do you think about West Side Story and Girl from the North Country not being eligible, since those are two shows that you have been fairly vocal about not liking, despite well, yeah. not having seen on Broadway, but for right. very different reasons? Right, they're for very different reasons. I mean, they don't really have any choice, if that's the case. If they had, if Girl from the North Country had six days and West Side Story had X amount of days, I'm not going to do the math at this point, um, and just weren't inviting voters, there's no plausible way to have their shows in the season, because people are just gonna i mean they're gonna do what they always do and vote for name recognition anyway but See, it's not fair even though those would be <laughs> one of a few shows that could even be eligible for anything i don't know well, here's here's the thing going into this i didn't i just assumed that tony voters weren't going to be involved this year I, I assumed know. that the I nominators don't. would be the ones to make these decisions because it, a lot of shows bring in a ton of the Tony voters in the spring, especially during uh, the annual road conference, which sure, did not sure. happen. So I was kind of just assuming that the the nominating committee would be the ones not only doing nominations, but also doing the voting, in which case both West Side Story and Girl from the North Country would have Assume, presumably had everybody sure. or almost everybody in. What's interesting is West Side Story was the only musical revival that opened right. in right. this year. So they would probably have to be recategorized into a generic revival category. I was going to say, because how many revival plays were there this past season? We'll, we'll get gonna- yeah, we'll get to that because there was actually okay. a uh, – we'll talk about the different categories here in sure. a minute. But I'm kind of assuming that what the real reason for why they didn't do that has more to do with this category thing than actually people getting in. Because despite what they say about Tony voters, I find it very hard to believe that Tony voters are going to be involved. Uh, but I don't know see. unless unless they would have had to deal with some major flack there, but I don't I don't know because I'm not entirely sure how that is split up there. Uh, but yeah, yeah but, but here's not, the thing. I mean, maybe they could. I, it's just going to be a much smaller contingent right. because there's going to be so many shows that don't have the requisite. 
know, because how this works is, is when you go in to put in your Tony votes, you have to confirm that you saw every sure. show. Of course, yeah. And, of course, people can lie. But, you know, if they're doing it honestly, there's going to be a much smaller group than the normal seven, eight hundred sure. people yeah. that vote. But, okay, so – What's also interesting about this is if this does push West Side Story back into the next season, it's probably going to have to compete against The Music Man, which I'm sure right. Scott Rudin doesn't like. And well, Girl from- <laughs> I know you don't care, and I don't <laughs> care really either, but anyway. Too bad. You put, you put yourself in this situation to begin with. Yes. But I'm kind of nervous that Girl from the North Country won't reopen. I mean, that's one that was, wasn't was doing great at the box office. It got be, yeah. tremendous reviews, though. I mean, it got of the musicals that opened. Yeah. It got the best reviews. So um, it, right, right. It, it really – it's too bad for them. I know you didn't like the show when you saw it in London. I liked it but right. didn't love it when I saw it off-Broadway. But I appreciated it a lot. Um, I do appreciate it. I think there's a very distinct difference between appreciating and and liking totally. it. Uh, like I said, I think it was an excellent musical review. Uh, it, like a great – play with music. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But not necessarily the musical I was looking for. Yeah. All right. So another thing to consider, Ashley, is what this means for certain categories. Like I said – I was talking about a second ago. For Best Musical, they only have four potential nominees. Jagged Little Pill, Moulin Rouge, Tina, colon, the Tina Turner musical, uh, The Lightning Thief, colon, the Percy Jackson musical. And – only one of those had an original score, and that was The Lightning mm-hmm. Thief. Now, of course, plays can have original scores, and they can be in that category as well. Sure, I had, sure. did not go through the playbills to see who had original scores or not, but that's still going to be pretty slim pickings. And you look at something like Best Actor in a Musical, that only has two potential nominees as it sits now, although I could think maybe one or two might be able to be petitioned into that category. Like Daniel J. Watts, you could probably move him in there uh, for playing Ike Turner in Tina. Um, But like, again, you're going to have these very small categories. You're going to have very weird things where the lightning thief is the only musical and best score. I I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that, the nominating committee is going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting when they meet later this week. And whether or not they are actually the ones that ended up determining who wins the Tonys, I think between them and the administrative committee, they're going to have to decide maybe some categories just aren't going to have winners this year. Or maybe sure. they're going to have to combine categories um, right. or I things think like abso- that. I think we're absolutely going to lose categories this year. I, I, I imagine it's going to be a very condensed list because their aim is more... I mean, at this point, as we've already discussed several times, this is so many months late than, mm-hmm. than what we should have had this anyway. Even an announcement is so many months late. So at this point, they're saying, Saying, we're, we've we've got to do this. Like it has to be done. Uh, people are gonna. It's yeah. gonna be more of a mess next year. So I imagine a lot of things are gonna be condensed. Uh, of course, wouldn't necessarily be condensed because you would have more shows open. But also, it's them just needing to put something out at this point. Yeah, and there's a lot of these things. I think the number of nominees is going to be different in categories than we're used to. We might see just three nominees in categories and stuff. So right. uh, keep which think happens about that. With, which happens with revival all the time. I correct, mean correct. we get we get like two or three nominees anyway. Yeah. So okay, one of those other pins that I wanted to talk about, which this one it's it has to do with my best friend. So uh take oh, that good. for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, it's that idea of 
Charlotte St. Martin saying that there is going to be a 2020-2021 season. And I know that's what she said to her members, but I'm telling you now, there is not going to be a Tony's for a 2020-2021 season. Mm. And I am guessing, and that's all it is, a guess, that in June 2021, in place of where the Tonys normally are, that is when we are finally going to get this CBS celebration of Broadway that we've been talking about from the very mm-hmm. beginning. Right. And, and, you know, you celebrate the so, reopening yeah. and all, and that by then, hopefully you can have, uh, casts rehearse together. So even if they don't have, uh, if, if they haven't reopened or haven't opened, we can have them perform, right. sell tickets because right. I still, you know, I I've just, said this before. Mm. I don't think that there's going to be a ton of shows clamoring to get. Exactly. On Broadway in the spring, unless they have a, a huge star like Hugh Jackman, they are huge draws like Wicked or Hamilton, or they have a star that maybe, um, doesn't have a, can't do it at any other time, like with a lot of these plays from not for profit companies. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the shows that would other, otherwise open are going to push to the fall or maybe the following spring. So I just don't see there being a lot to celebrate. For Tony's uh, in the 2020, 2021 year. any sense because let's say things are still going to be on track and shows are going to open in April when the cutoff is usually, I mean, around the 22nd, 23rd, 24th for eligibility. Yeah, they would have to push, they'd have to push that. Anyway. Everything has to come out immediately. And what a absolute cluster that will be for one i mean shows are going to be pushing to get back anyway as quickly as possible of course but But i don't know what they are but the me well uh, certain amounts certainly again as you said there are certain actors that won't be able to do it there'll be shows that were have already announced dates when we have like four or five that have said they're opening in the spring at this point Mm -hmm. and then shows that were already open shows like hamilton and Phantom and Wicked that are probably going to open up, theoretically open up right away again. I don't know. I, it wouldn't make any sense to have a Tony's this coming season. And there isn't, there isn't, isn't a 2020 21 season because there's not going to be any more shows in 2020. Yeah, it so it would be, be a 21 season. Yeah. Just skip it and do the whole here comes summer tourism. New York is open again. Broadway is open again. Have this, have this pseudo award ceremony slash celebration of shows that we're having whenever fall TBD. And start over at the eligibility period, you know, April 2021 to April 2022. And that's the new season. Cause otherwise we're going to have to rewrite the season as well. And I saw, I saw something last week I, being like, I things need to start, yeah. o- start in January. What show would possibly want to open in January? It's obsessed well, when everything closes for one, two, it well, doesn't I, make any sense to have a January and, January to January show period. And well, that's I think probably that's less, that's three less about through 10. <laughs> well, I think that's less about when things open. It's just to make things make sense and no, make it a little it, easier. But then really that means you have to move the Tonys. It doesn't make any sense. Ton- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make but, any sense. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's a really nice thought that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
So actually, there's a lot that we don't know. This is something that we've obviously been talking about a lot. We've had multiple guests, Lisa Goldberg, uh, Scott Feinberg, um, on to talk about this a, a lot. And now we actually have something. I would like to think that it was because I talked with Scott Feinberg uh, like the week before this announcement came out. Obviously. And I would like to think that that was the reason that my good, dear, wonderful BFF forever, Charlotte St. Martin, decided to make this announcement. But It's good to think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I try to think as little as possible. <laughs> anyway, we will find out more hopefully in the coming weeks and we will have some concrete things to talk about. One thing I do want to mention, though, Ashley, is the team that produces the Tony Awards, Glenn Weiss and his team, mm-hmm. they also produced last week's virtual Democratic National Convention, which oh. they knocked out of the park in ter- from a technical standpoint for the most okay. part. So that does give me some hope that they can do this well, assuming they get all the buy-in from the league and the wing. Um, right. You know, we right. saw how wonderful the Antonios could be. And uh, uh, yeah. with, a, with a virtual celebration. So hopefully the Tony Awards will uh, follow in the Antonio's and the DNC's uh, footsteps mm. for a great ceremony. All right, Ashley, I'm not going to do any recommendations because we just spent a lot of time talking about Tony's. But I do have two bits of news that I want to mention. It was announced uh, on Friday that the film adaptation of Mark Crowley's play, The Boys in the Band, which was uh, which Ryan Murphy took from his the, the Broadway revival that he produced with the same cast and everybody that is going to be coming to Netflix on September 30th. If you don't remember, that has stars like Zachary Quinto, uh, Matt Bomer, Robin DeJesus, Jim Parsons, Andrew Reynolds, and many, many more. And then finally, I guess this is a feel-good recommendation, especially for you, Ashley. It's a, it's a very good feel-good rec- feel recommendation. <laughs> Absolutely. On feel su- very good. Yes. On Sunday, it was announced that James Lapine will be releasing a new book about the creation of the musical Sunday in the Park with George. The book is titled Putting It Together, colon, How Stephen Sondheim and I Created Sunday in the Park with George. Just shorten that down, James. That's a little long. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it will apparently be releasing on April 21st of 2021. No. I know you got a ways to wait, but... Um, it's a bit of time, but, you know, yeah. I'll, I will very, very gladly take that. Yeah. I, I also, uh, I would also love to see him do a book about... Um, uh, Merrily Roll Along. That would be great. There's, See how you know, the beginning there's at least the a end. documentary on that, yes. though. Yes, there was. But. Very good documentary at that. Yes, absolutely. But I am very, very, very excited for this book. Uh, I will be placing my pre-order as soon as, as, soon. <laughs> as Yeah, soon that's as not possible. available yet, but I'm sure yeah. it will be as very, very soon. As soon as possible, I said. Yeah. <laughs> All right, actually, that is all that we have for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. It was almost like you forgot where you were at for a second there. No, I muted myself because I was yawning. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there will not be a Today on Broadway tomorrow. That's because I will have a new episode of Tell Me More with uh, four-time Tony winner Ron Simons, Ooh. who is one of the most prolific uh, black producers working on Broadway. We talked about a lot of great stuff 
on Friday. Talk about the shows that he has coming to Broadway or circling Broadway in some form or another, like Blue for Colored Girls and a few other things that I think are very exciting. So check that out in this very podcast feed tomorrow. But you can hear it first tonight if you head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Either way, we hope you have a wonderful Monday and we will talk to you in some form or fashion for today on Broadway on Wednesday.